Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to do another solo episode. The focus of this one is going to be limiting beliefs. Now, these I see come up a lot in child-free community conversations, and I'm going to be using the term child-free, but this also applies to people who are in that in-between, the undecided, you know, not sure if they want to become parents or not, and feeling stuck. Okay, what is a limiting belief? I like to think of these as these unconscious thoughts or beliefs that keep us stuck. They often became solidified in childhood, right? And are shaped by uh, the environment we grew up in and the factors that were a part of that, such as religious ideologies, our family system and the beliefs held there, the society we grew up in, or even our own conclusions as kids from experiences we had, or even as adults. Um, And so what happens is as we get older, right, we change, we grow, we evolve as a person. We start thinking and acting of our own accord and There become these incongruencies as these internalized unconscious beliefs that took root when we were in a past part of our life um, no longer align with the person that we are in the current day, but yet we're still operating under them. And so what happens is there's this tension, right? It's like you're literally being pulled in two different directions. On one side, it's this unconscious limiting belief And on the other side, you're being pulled by your authentic self and who you're emerging as. And so what happens is you get stuck, right? When you're pulled in two different directions, you can't go anywhere. And so then tension and frustration might build or you might have a negative narrative going in your mind. And these are often the the ways we can clue into limiting beliefs. And what's awesome is that once we realize a limiting belief, we can change it, right? So it's this process of making the unconscious conscious or making these behaviors or ideas that we're operating under that no longer serve us or are true to who we are, making them explicit so that we can shift our our inner dialogue, our beliefs, and act according to who we are now. Um, so I want to give an example. Like... This is not child-free specific, but it's a benign, what may seem like a benign limiting belief that I have a lot of experience with. And that is saying that I have a terrible memory. I am guilty of saying this for a long time. And when I say this, or when I used to really believe this about myself, I just felt like helpless. Like this is just who I am. This is just the way it's going to be. And resigned, I guess, resigned to that life of not really being able to recall memories that people would reminisce. And I'd be like, what? I don't have any clue what you're talking about. So I stopped saying that because as humans, we have a confirmation bias. We look for things to support what we believe right? And so if I am telling myself I have a terrible memory, I'm going to find all the evidence to prove that to myself. And I wanted to stop doing that. So I stopped. I worked really hard at trying not to say that anymore. And what was interesting was I noticed that I used to be like, I'd call a friend, we'd have a great conversation. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to follow up on that. Like I would think that in the moment of the phone call. And then We'd get on the phone like maybe a couple weeks or a month later and I 
couldn't remember what I wanted to follow up on. And I would get frustrated and like kind of ashamed of myself for not being able to remember these things um, until maybe they brought it up themselves and shared like the refresh. And, you know, I really value being able to ask someone to show that I was listening, to show that I cared. And it wasn't that I wasn't listening. But anyways, so I was just resigned to this is how it's going to be when I told myself that I had a terrible memory. And when I stopped, when I made the intention, I didn't I didn't replace the belief, but I just told myself I needed to stop saying that. And looking back, I now see that that opened up the scope of what I thought was possible. Instead of being resigned, I came up with the idea of keeping a little notebook where after I get off the phone call with a friend, I can jot down the important things that were said. So now maybe my memory isn't like any better, but at least I have, because I stopped that narrative of telling myself I had a terrible memory, I came up with a solution that helps me remember the things that are important to me and and show up as the friend that I want to be. So this is an example of what seems benign, like who's I'm not hurting anyone when I tell myself that I have a terrible memory, right? It limited the scope of what was possible for me until I stopped saying that. Okay, so now I want to segue into how does this apply to the topic of having kids or not? Um, And what do you, how can you figure out what limiting beliefs you might be operating under here. So the first step, I think, is to notice where are you feeling stuck and what negative commentary do you have about yourself or about this decision or indecision that you're facing. I'll give another personal example here. Before I consciously realized that I didn't want to have kids, I felt flawed and I felt broken. I would look around at the other women in my life, um, sisters, friends, and also the women portrayed in the media who had this like burning desire to have kids. There was like a passion when when they envisioned this part of their lives. And I just had like nothing. I had nothing. And I felt a lot of shame about this and I internalized it as being broken. Well, I kept thinking that one day the desire would kick in And it never did, and it never did, and then it never did. And the more time that went by, the more broken I felt. Um, And I truly believe that there was something wrong with me. So looking back at this example, I can see I was operating under the limiting belief that that women should want to be mothers. And this was modeled to me in my religious upbringing, um, and definitely in media, as I mentioned, and and the women around me. And not that they were influencing me, but it was just like I was looking around me and feeling like this is what women do. Women want to have kids. So in uncovering that I had had this belief, I was able to question it and look at it and see, is this something that I truly believe as the person I am right now? And no, I don't believe that all that women to be a woman, you need to be a a mother or want to be a mother. And fortunately, I am so grateful to have met so many other incredible women and individuals who, whether they identify as women or not, do not feel called to parent, right? And that this doesn't mean that they are broken or inhuman in any way. Um, And so that allowed me to rewrite this limiting belief and to to align more with who I am now and that every person deserves the time and space to decide what's best for the, their life and life that they want. And I truly believe that. So I was able to take this idea that 
women and and I was focusing on women because that's how I identify but let me be more inclusive in this language and I think that what I was at the root of this is like people should want to be parents right individuals should want to have kids should want to have that family that that was what was held up for me um and what I thought I would ultimately choose one day but what I rewrote this belief for myself what I realized what is true to what I believe is that parenthood is a choice and that every individual deserves the time, the space to choose and decide what's right for them and the life that they want. Parenthood is beautiful and and it really can be an enriching choice for some people and but not for everyone. And that is okay. Okay. So that was another personal example and I want to get into some to some other living beliefs that I've seen emerge in the conversations of people who aren't sure that they want parenthood um, or are decidedly child-free. And one that I've seen a lot is that regret is bad and should be avoided. And the way that I see this play out is that I've heard and witnessed a lot of people worried about making a choice that they will come to regret. In this context, often regret is held up as something negative and something to be avoided. So I want to back up and look at what is regret anyway. So regret arises when an outcome of our own actions or decisions is not what we expected. So we make a choice, we take an action, we decide something, and then it doesn't pan out the way we thought it would. And we take responsibility for that because it's a direct result of whatever action or decision we took. So But here's the thing. As humans, we can't predict the future. We don't know how our decisions are going to pan out. We can make well-informed choices. We can do the best to make a choice we feel is right for us. But ultimately, we don't know what the results are going to be. And so regret is a very normal, natural part of life. And if regret is truly bad under this limiting belief, if we really believe that regret is bad and should be avoided, then no action is really attainable by human nature because we can't predict the future. We don't know how things are going to pan out. And any decision can lead to regret in one form or another. And so I see this as something that comes up a lot and partly because right if any of you have expressed to someone that you don't want to have kids and what there's this common response of oh you're going to regret that and so it has gotten this really negative connotation around it and so when we're trying to avoid regret and when we see regret as bad um we freeze we're stuck because we can't make a decision because any decision could lead to regret. And so in exposing this belief, I think it's important to recognize that regret is a natural part of the human experience. And to regret can often lead to actually really positive growth and change. It might be uncomfortable, yes, but the outcome can be incredibly positive. In Brene Brown's most recent book, Atlas of the Heart, she says, Quote, the idea of no regrets doesn't mean living with courage. It means living without reflection. To live without regret is to believe that we have nothing to learn, no amends to make, and no opportunity to be braver with our lives, unquote. So what if regret is actually reframed as a really valuable teacher? So try that on. 
if you're someone who has typically seen regret as something bad and something to avoid, what if you take a moment to view it as like a really powerful teacher, something that can lead to a really positive outcome? And now look for evidence in your life to support this new belief. What were times in your life when regret led you to be more empathetic, more thoughtful, braver, or kinder? I know that for myself, there are things that I definitely regret, and these serve as guideposts for me. Um, I hold these in my memory, and I try to do better, right? I want to be better so that I don't repeat those moments, and I want to learn from them and, and evolve as a person. In that way, I do believe that, personally, regret is a really powerful teacher. Okay, let's come back to the way this question often comes up in the, these conversations. And I think it is some something like, will I regret not having kids? And this question is often asked in a way where this regret would be almost seen as like crushing. Like t- if down the road you chose not to have kids, would you regret it? Would you have like chosen the wrong life? Um, but let's play this out. Let's say you don't have kids and you do regret it when you're older. Do you regret your entire life up until that point? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that it would be everything would be encompassed in regret. Maybe there are elements of this decision that you wish are different at that point in your life. But what would that push you to? If 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 we're reframing regret as a powerful teacher, what might you be motivated to do in that situation? And maybe it would be nurturing relationships in your life that had gone stagnant or becoming motivated to nurture younger generations through volunteering or finding some way to connect and give back in the community that feels good to you, right? Because I think often when it comes to regret, and and I'd love to hear from you if there are other things that you've, if you are someone who has the fear of regret with the choice not to have kids, what is it that you truly think you'll regret? And I think often what I hear is it it has a, it's a, it's more a fear of loneliness than maybe a fear of regret, um, but I'm not sure. So um, feel free to weigh in on that one. But like Brene says, regret gives us the opportunity to be braver with our lives and it pushes us into unrealized potential. And once we get on the other side of regret, our world often expands and that discomfort that we felt at the onset of regret is replaced with possibility that we never could have realized had we not gone through that regret and learned from it and become braver with our lives. Okay. I want to move on to another limiting belief I see come up, and that is the idea that there is a right or wrong choice when it comes to deciding whether or not to have kids. And this might show up in thoughts like, I don't want to make the wrong decision, which, and, and that thought assumes that there is a right decision to be made. And whatever the right decision is, obviously the other one's the wrong one. Um... So it feels like you're playing a game of chance with your life almost. 
the the limiting beliefs that keeps us stuck and unable to decide for fear of making the wrong decision. And so this might be for those of you who have not been able to decide, who keep going back and forth. Are you viewing this decision as right and wrong? Like there is one right outcome and there is one wrong outcome. And do you truly believe that when you make that explicit and you examine this belief and that question? Is there a limiting belief that you've been unconsciously operating under? And is it this, that there's a right and wrong choice? Ask yourself, which decision feels right and which feels wrong? Does parenthood feel right? Is that feel, does that feel like what you're supposed to choose? Or does not having kids feel right? And does one feel wrong? And then ask yourself, what was I conditioned to think with regard to parenthood? What influenced my beliefs about family and parenthood growing up? Maybe it was religion, your family system. And do these hold true for who you are now? Who are you now? What do you want for your life? Because by this logic, do you look at child-free people and think they made the wrong choice? Do you look at parents and think they made the right choice or vice versa? Is there truly a right or wrong choice or is there a right choice for every individual? A client of mine actually said today something that I thought was quite beautiful and she is one who is rewriting this limiting belief of that there's a wrong or right choice. And she said, I simply need to rewrite this belief to be that there is no right or wrong decision. I need to remember that whatever I choose, I will make it right for me. I just think that is so empowering and powerful. And try that on. What if it's not a right or wrong choice, right? What if it's committing to yourself that you will make whatever you choose, the right choice for you. You will dedicate your life to making it the best life possible for yourself. So just to recap, the steps I find helpful in uncovering a limiting belief is to start noticing where you are feeling stuck or uncertain and pay attention to the negative thoughts that come up regarding this area. Then begin questioning if this thought is true for you So let's say you uncover the thought like, I should want to be a mom or I should want to be a dad. Begin questioning, is that true to who you are right now? And consider where this thought might have come from. Then rewrite the belief to match who you are now and what you truly believe. Once you've rewritten the belief, look for evidence in your life to support that. So in either in your own life and lived experience or in those around you, And notice how you feel when you lean into your new belief. What I think is the coolest part of uncovering the limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck is that by doing so, we unlock our own potential. Our lives become richer and more meaningful as our limiting beliefs are rewritten to no longer limit us, but to support our most authentic version of ourselves. And with the unlocking, we become capable of more than we could previously imagine. The scope of our vision of ourselves is only as wide as our beliefs allow it to be. Okay, that's all for today. I would love to know what you thought of this episode. Did this unlock anything for you? Um, Did it inspire anything? I'd love to hear from you. Have you uncovered limiting beliefs with regard to this decision of whether or not to have kids? And If so, what were they? Um, Feel free to reach out. You can email me at Anna at AnnaOlson.com, A-N-N-A-O-L-S-O-N.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow me on Instagram. My handle is Coach Anna Olson. And be sure to subscribe so you're up to date with the latest episodes. And if you're up for it, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review.